Hello, welcome back to episode three. Episode three. Today, today on the plate. Welcome back to the on <clears throat> I'm so sorry for him. Um, Keep it going. Anyways, on today's plate is the Zodiac Killer. Fun fact, we tried to record this last night, but I did not do enough research, and I hated every single minute of recording, so. Round two. Yeah, we're trying again. <clears throat> Hopefully it's better. <laughs> okay, so the Zodiac Killer is a very well-known case. There's a bunch of YouTube videos, documentaries, and there's even, like, an actual movie about it. Great film. It is a great movie. I really like it. Um, I will say that I already have my thoughts on this case. So does Liam. We already think we know, or not think we know, but we already know who we think did it. Yeah, but I'm basing mine pretty much on the movie, which isn't the best way to do it. But yeah, because the movie is pretty biased. Maybe this these facts will change my mind. Yes. So so we're gonna dive into the victims first, and then we'll go into the suspects. Sounds good. So, um, the Zodiac Killer terrorized Northern California from the late 1960s to the early 1970s. There were five confirmed deaths, two major injuries, and possibly 20 to 28 more that were never discovered because he claimed to have killed 37 people, which is kind of... A lot. Yeah. (laughs) Um, 39 too many. However many total? There's 37. 37 total? Yeah. Oh. 37 There you go. <laughs> so the first death was Cherry Joe Bates. This is, um, there's some speculation about if this case is actually related, if it's like if the Zodiac Killer killed her because it happened um, like two years before he started getting into the heat of his killings. This happened on uh, October 30th, 1966. Uh, she was 18 at the time. She was beaten and stabbed with a short bladed knife. Her throat was cut. Also, um, this happened in Riverside, California. That is important to remember. Um, and a watch was a men's watch was found at the crime scene, along with a military footprint that was sized eight to ten. The next case that we have is David Faraday and Betty Lou Jensen. Um, they were seventeen and sixteen when they died. This was on December twentieth of nineteen sixty-eight, so over two years since the first one. Right. Sad little fact here. This was the first date that David was allowed on, which really just really hits you right in the heart. Mm-hmm. When I read that, it actually got sad. No, that's horrible. Yeah. Um, so according, uh, I got all all of my information from ZodiacKiller.com, which is a very trustworthy source. If you did not know, apparently they have like been in contact with the police and a lot of people go to this website if they like have more information about it. So, um, shots were fired into the vehicle. Oh, they were in the car, by the way, the shots were fired into the vehicle in an apparent effort to force them out. Jensen exited the front door first, followed the front passenger door first, followed by Faraday. Faraday was shot as he emerged from the car. Jensen was then shot as she fled on foot. Both of them died, unfortunately. Um, there's also some speculation on this case, if it was a Zodiac killer, because a detective from the Vallejo Police Department said that this is what he thought, that Faraday knew about a very important drug bust, which then caused their murders. From someone from like a gang or someone involved with the drug bust decided to kill them because they knew too much. But that was all... I really think it was all speculation. I don't think there was any 
real evidence that supported that. So, I mean, he was 17. He wasn't ever allowed on a date. I don't think he would be getting involved with drugs. Yeah. Well, you never know. Yeah, that is true. You do. Maybe do a lot of drugs when you can't go out. (laughs) Smoking the devil's lettuce. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) Um, But, with all that being said about the drugs, um, when the police department was in contact, or a, no, it was the Vallejo Police Department, when they were in contact with the Zodiac Killer, he said things about this case that were not released to the public, so there would have really been no way. He could have known. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next is Darlene Farron and Mike, not even going to try to pronounce his last name, okay. so, Majo. Majo. Yeah, Majo. Mike Majo. Mike Majo. Anyways, <clears throat> I'm just going to call him Mike. Sure. This happened on July 5th, 1969. He, the Zodiac Killer, killed Darlene, but just injured Mike. So they were in their car in a place, apparently, where a lot of people went to talk. People drove their cars and parked mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, so I guess the Zodiac Killer shot Darlene three times and shot Mike twice. And then... He, like, left, or he was going to leave, but then Mike shouted out in pain. So he came back, and he shot each of them two more times. Yeah. And then he <clears> left. <throat> um, but while the Zodiac Killer came back to shoot them more, Mike got a very good look at him and later identified him as one of the suspects, as I will touch on later. Okay. Um, and approximately 45 minutes after this incident, the Vallejo Police Department receives a call from a man that claimed responsibility for this attack and the previous one. They're hmm. both similar. They yeah. both were shot in cars. Yeah. So, yes, similar. Next, we have Cecilia Shepard and Brian Hartnell. This was on September 27th of 1969. Uh, he stabbed Cecilia five times in the front and five in the back and stabbed Brian six times in the back. So this was when they were in a field laying down and then the Zodiac approached them. He was dressed in very weird clothing and he said he was escaping a Mexican prison and he was on a run and he needed money and a car. So Mm -hmm. Brian gave him his wallet and his keys. They were not taken. Instead, he just stabbed them. Um, Neither of them died on the scene, but Cecilia died 48 hours after the attack. Um, After... They uh, both of them went to the hospital. They, the police uh, found a note on the victim's car with the dates of the previous two attacks with the iconic zodiac symbol, the circle cross. Wait, did that guy die? No, he's still alive. Oh, <clears throat> um, oh he was on the identified. No, that's no. the previous one. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, a man called the Napa Police Department and claimed responsibility, and this call was traced to a nearby phone booth, and fingerprints were then taken for this guy um this is also for some reason uh ted bundy was considered a suspect for this uh, for this being the zodiac killer but then um he was a suspect for the zodiac killer mm-hmm. or for this murder oh well for this murder i guess because yeah. technically it wasn't the zodiac killer yet because he right. hadn't like specified uh, um but yeah so he was i never knew that i thought it was weird that he was considered a suspect well same time Right. Yeah, but I don't. Same did area. Ted Bundy did he kill in California? I thought it was mainly like. I'm pretty sure it was. Other, I don't know. West Coast, and they made it all the way to the. East. I don't know much about Ted Bundy. That's another episode. <laughs> but that's um, solved. Yeah, that's solved. Anyways, <clears throat> um, so he was a suspect until fingerprinting ruled him out. Okay. 
So next we got Paul Stein. He was a taxi driver. This happened on October 11th, 1969. He was shot once in the head. Um, and then his keys and wallet were taken and a piece of his shirt was carefully ripped off. Uh, the suspect left gloves in the car and also wiped up blood with a cloth before he left. Um, there was there were three uh, eyewitnesses for this. There were kids who lived across the street from where the, the taxi was parked and when he was killed. Um, and the kids described him as a white male when they called the police. Um, and somehow the police misheard this or they had misinformation or, or misinformed by another person or something so they um they were sent out to look for a black man and two police officers when they were patrolling walked by the zodiac killer but they didn't do anything because they were looking for a black man not a white guy not a white guy damn <sighs> that part really that sucks yeah every time it's like they, they the yeah <laughs> all right um but like every time i watch that scene in the movie or i'm like and just well, think about it. Yeah, it just yeah. really, ugh. It makes me imagine being one of those two cops and you have to live with the fact that you walked next to him yeah. every day for the rest of your life. Jeez, that's yeah. harsh. No. Well, it's not their fault. I mean, they could have stopped him and asked if they knew anything, but, but they, didn't. they did not. Okay, so um, there was also another eyewitness that saw him, the Zodiac Killer, walking on the street or something i'm not exactly sure where this guy came from but according to the kids who saw who were in the house they described him as a wet male 25 to 30 years old 5 8 to 5 9 stocky build reddish brown hair worn in a crew cut heavy rimmed glasses and dark clothing and the other eyewitness described him as white 35 to 45 years old 5 10 between 180 to 200 pounds barrel chested with light colored crew cut hair and wearing glasses so very similar. There are some differences, but yeah. I mean, <clears throat> for the most part, yeah, for the most part, they're the same. Um, and at first, uh, this happened. I think it was San Francisco. Yeah. So this happened, and the um, the San Francisco police thought it was a robbery gone wrong um, until they received a letter with the piece of his shirt that was taken from him and claiming responsibility. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going into the suspects, and I did a lot of research on this today, and honestly, kind of crazy. I have a lot of research for the first two, and then not a lot for the second two. There are four <coughs> suspects. Um, so there are Richard Gajkowski, Arthur Lee Allen, Rick Marshall, and Lawrence Kane are the four main suspects for this. So Richard Gajkowski... Um, he was arrested in 1965 for refusing to sign a traffic citation, and this was 20 years before he was seen as a suspect for the Zodiac, so his fingerprints and DNA were no longer in the system, so they couldn't get a match on his fingerprints unless he um, consented or he, there was a search warrant or like a, a warrant for his arrest, yeah. and there's no um, evidence that either of those happened. Um, so, uh, one of the first victims, Darlene Farron, um, she got married on January 1st, 1966, and she moved to Albany. Um, Gajkowski followed, moving across, um, the country from Vallejo. And Farron's husband worked at the Albany Times Union newspaper, while Gajkowski worked in the same building at the rival Albany Knickerbocker News. So, kind of weird correlation there. Um... 
From 1969 to 1971, Gajkowski was a member of a newspaper called Good Times. He was a writer for them. Um, they were anti-police and pro-violence. Hmm. One of And one of their stories seemed like a blueprint for the Zodiac's future crimes. So it was a fiction story, but it said, like, the police couldn't ever figure out who it was. He killed, like, over 100 people. Kind of crazy stuff yeah. like that. Um and Wednesday was production day for the weekly Good Times newspaper, with the staffers working early in the morning, working from early in the morning until very late at night to prepare the new issue. Between Zodiac's debut in July 1969 until the Good Times folded in 1973, the Zodiac mailed 15 letters. Never did he mail a letter on Wednesday, although he did on every other day of the week. Which is mm. a, little, a little weird. A little weird. A little weird. Um... And Carol, who was Paul Stein's sister, the taxi driver, um, she recognized Gajkowski as having attended Paul's funeral. And a little thing about the whole Stein murder. So he was killed on San Francisco's Washington Street. Um, only one Gajkowski was listed in a city directory at that time, which was his cousin, and she lived on Washington Street. Her birthday was October 11th, the very day Stein was murdered by the Zodiac. Stein was the one victim whom the Zodiac could choose when and where he could, would be killed. Yeah. Um, so in articles he published in 1969, Gajkowski had the habit of shortening his last name to four letters and using multiple spellings, such as G-I-K-E or G-A-I-K. Interestingly, G-Y-K-E can clearly be seen in Zodiac's three-part cipher mailed on July 31st, 1969. What's more, how Zodiac chose to code the cipher phonetically gives you Gajkowski's full last name. So his last name is like in one of the letters, but yep, like as of part, of the, part of the part of the like part of the code or part of like with a translation. Probably what is. Tra- mm, I don't know. Okay. I can check, but okay. I don't know. Um, on March thirteenth, nineteen seventy one. Sorry, the Zodiac sent a letter to the Los Angeles Times, coincidentally, coinciding closely with the mailing. Gajkowski was involuntarily committed to the Napa State Hospital after, quote, going berserk. He was then diagnosed with a mental illness and began treatment at Mount Zion Hospital in San Francisco. The Zodiac didn't write again for almost three years. Um, Nancy Slover, the police dispatcher who spoke with the Zodiac in July 1969, has identified Gajkowski's voice as being the same as the Zodiac's voice. But with all that being said, there's not enough crucial evidence for him to have a search warrant or to be arrested. And he died in 2004. He had cancer. Yep. Yep. 2004. Wow. Good memory. Yeah. So they couldn't, they never got anywhere really with him. So next we have Arthur Lee Allen. We'll dive more into like our theories and like information at the end. But so next we have Arthur Lee Allen. So allegedly he was in Riverside the weekend that Bates was murdered. And there's something about typewriters and letters that were sent to the police department and newspapers and apparently the ones that they were sent on like Arthur Lee Allen had a similar type that part was kind of confusing didn't really understand completely what they meant by that but just similar typewriters and similar 
font types and stuff. Um, And Alan was only absent one day for the entire 19 days that he was given at his job being a school teacher, which was November 1st, 1966, which was two days after Bates' death. And experts have said that after, like, it, it could have been that he was staying an extra day because he had, like, cuts on his face from her trying to, like, self-defense yeah. or defend herself. But it was two um, days after she was murdered. Right. So he could have stayed an extra day to or to, like, make sure that he, he was, I don't know. Oh, oh, so sorry. I think I misunderstood. So he took an extra day off of he the 19th? one day. He only took one day off. Yes. So he had 18 free days left. Like, so he never missed school, but he right. took one day off and it was two days after she was murdered. Was it on a Saturday? So he didn't have to take off Sunday? I don't know what day of the week it was. But probably. Well, yeah, because I'm thinking like he wouldn't. Well, it was probably a Sunday. Yeah. No, it was probably a Saturday. So then he had yeah, that's he Sunday and then. Took off Monday. Monday. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because like, if it doesn't mar- really matter the days of the week. <laughs> no, no, no. But it, like, if it happened on a Wednesday and then he went to school on a Thursday and then he took off Friday, like that doesn't make sense to me. Well, yeah. That so it had true. to have been. Yeah. Should have been the. Uh, yep. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Go on. Moving on. Yeah. Um. So two of the three letters, oh, of that were sent from the typewriter, um, about Bates, her death, um, were signed with an unusual symbol. Some people believe that the symbol is a sloppy Z, while others say it looks like a 32. Um, at the time Bates was killed, Alan was 32 years old, and his permanent residence was 32 Fresno Street in Vallejo, California. In 1970, Zodiac would create a cipher that contained 32 symbols. Hmm. So 32. The A thing with Zodiac Killer is that a lot of... So no, it was like... What was that? Did you hear that noise? Yeah. <laughs> Sounded like a scream. It did. Okay, sorry about that. Um, my dog peed in the middle of the kitchen and my mom stepped in it. Thought we were going to have to defend ourselves yeah, for a second. Liam bought, brought his knife downstairs. <laughs> no. But we're all good. Yes. Okay, anyways, where were we? Oh, we're doing the 32. So oh, yeah. the way that it looked like a Z is because it, it was like a line and then like another line and then another line like a Z. Like a cursive Z? No, oh. like a regular Z. But then the top was like kind of like a little squiggle thing. Yeah. And then it was like a two. Yeah. Okay. So it makes sense. If you look at the picture, you can tell. Hmm. Like here, I'll show you. Unfortunately, our listeners cannot see it, but like. Oh, uh, yeah. So it looks like a. Sloppy Z or 32. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, the thing with the Zodiac Killer is that a lot of the dates, like the numbers are very important. Dates are very important. So, yeah, numbers important i said that four times (laughs) okay um so so okay allegedly um uh alan made these these the following claims to his friend don cheney and he used the premise of writing a novel to communicate this fantasy of his so he would kill he would like to kill couples at random he would taunt the police with letters detailing his crimes 
He would sign the letters with the cross circle symbol from his watch. He would call himself Zodiac. He would wear makeup to change his appearance. He would attach a flashlight to the barrel of his gun in order to shoot at night. And he would fool women into stopping their cars in rural, rural areas by claiming they had problems with their tires, then loosen, loosen their lug nuts and eventually take them captive. Yeah. You know, so wait, all kind of... Arthur Lee Allen told Don that? Friends, yes. And then he wrote a book about it? No. he. The reason why he told his friend... That was because Alan was like, I'm going to make a book to talk about this stuff. But that's just what he was doing. Right. Um, So then Don Cheney told that to the police. Um, And the police used this information to get a search warrant, but they searched a trailer he frequented instead of his home. Why would they do that? Maybe because they're like, oh, he wouldn't have stuff at his house. He would just... Leave it somewhere. I can't get a search warrant for both? I don't know. <clears throat> they probably could. I don't know. <laughs> I think the police weren't in this. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but they found nothing in his trailer that was incriminating. So basically, all of it was for nothing. Yeah. Um, and then he, you know, the... Um, oh, I ne- didn't go over the cipher at all. But here, let me read the cipher really fast. Or one of the ciphers that he sent. So it says, I like killing people because it is so much fun. It is more fun than killing wild game in the forest because man is the most dangerous animal of all to kill. Um, so Arthur Lee Allen had spoken to his friends and I'm pretty sure like newspaper people or maybe the police that um, the most dangerous game, the story stuck with him as a kid and that's where that whole phrase, like, killing, like, humans are the most dangerous game of them all. Yeah. Um, that's where that comes from, is that story. So, you know, a little weird. A little weird. <laughs> a little weird. Um, <sighs> so, Arthur Lee Allen would use the same phrasing and, or some of the same phrasing and spelling as the Zodiac did in his letters, including Mary Xmas, but he spelled Mary with one R and Xmas with two S's. Hmm. And he would say trigger mech instead of trigger mechanism. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Things that a lot of people don't really do. Yeah. Um, so profiles, I don't know what exactly that means, but um, says profiles indicate serial killers are, oh, wait, that makes sense. Never mind. <laughs> profiles indicate serial killers are always active in areas they are very familiar with. Alan was living only about seven minutes from the Lake Herman road, cr- road crime scene, which is uh, Faraday and Jensen. Mm-hmm. Um, he had an explosive temper, was known to park and drink alcohol in r- rural settings such as Lake Herman Road, and always carried weapons in his automobile. Huh. And then I can read about Lake Berryessa, which is, um, it was uh, Brian and the other... Darlene, maybe? No, Cecilia, Shepard, and Brian Hartnell. So, um, uh, okay, so during a 1971 police interrogation, Alan admitted to having possession of bloody knives the day of the Berryessa attack, claiming he used the knives to kill a chicken. Um, his physical appearance and voice were the same as the Zodiacs, according to the surviving Berryessa victim, Brian Hartnell. 
um, he had been taken to see Alan at his place of employment by a DOJ representative in the mid-1970s. I don't know what DOJ is. Department of Justice. <laughs> You're so smart. <clears throat> um, graduated college. Huh? Just graduated. Oh, yeah, congratulations. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Zodiac left size 10.5 footprints at the crime scene, and according to a police report, Alan wore a size 10.5. I said 10.5 and 10.5, but you get the gist. Um, Okay, so, yeah. That's about those. Then, so according to a police report in 1991, Alan's old nemesis, Ralph Spinelli, came forward to Vallejo Police Department claiming that just prior to the Stein murder, Alan had admitted he was Zodiac and he would, quote, prove it by going to San Francisco and killing a cabbie, end quote. After killing Stein, Zodiac took his wallet, car keys, and a portion of his shirt. In no other attack did Zodiac take items from his victims. It is a matter of fact that Zodiac did indeed prove he was Stein's killer and he did so by including scraps of Stein's bloody shirt in his subsequent taunting letters to the news media. Yeah. And then in, he died in 1992 from heart cancer, I believe, or heart disease. And that was about a month after Mike Majot said he was the one who shot him. So he died yeah. in August, and Mike said that in July. So it was before they could really do anything. Yeah. Which is, again, it's in the heart. Mm-hmm. So that's all that I have about Arthur Lee Allen. So next is Rick Marshall. He lived all around California, all around like Vallejo and San Francisco and all the places basically which the crimes happened. Um, So the Zodiac mailed a letter to the LA Times newspaper on his 45th birthday, which is March 13th, which was also a recurring date that the Zodiac did things on. Um, he was the one who sent an email to the guy who owned, who runs this website. Um, and he He sent an email to the person that runs this website. Yeah. What? Then I I told you this last night. Yeah. So the the guy who runs this website said that he had lived in a warehouse. Oh, I thought that was like a news reporter. No, it was the guy who runs this website. Yeah. So he... Yeah, so the guy who runs uh, ZodiacKiller.com said that he Marshall lived in a warehouse, or he described his residence as a warehouse. Right. But according to Marshall, it was actually an industrial build, building. But I'll read the email so you get the, the vibe that it gives off. So, subject, silly man with two exclamation marks. And then it says, how can you waste time and energy on this dead horse? Your information regarding me is fifth or sixth hand. For instance, I never lived in a warehouse in Marin. I leased an industrial property at 36A Front Street in which included a four-room fully equipped apartment. If I find any further squirrelous debasing dope handed out from the source, be prepared to defend a personal damage suit by a first-rate attorney. Signed, Richard R. Marshall. Um, so the guy who runs this website, um, his thoughts on it, there are a lot of, um, spelling errors, but he corrected them and he says, I've disregarded his spelling errors simply because they could have been caused by age related issues such as poor eyesight. That said, like the Zodiac killer, Marshall seemed to overreact to perceived lies told about him in the media. Nitpicking over the use of warehouse instead of industrial building seems rather outlandish. And mentioning an an attorney was also something the Zodiac did. He replied to Marshall's email, but he never heard back. Hmm. 
<clears throat> um, so then later on with Rick Marshall, um, two detectives from the Napa County Sheriff's Department went to Sacramento in 2008 to question him when he was at a care facility. Um, they determined that he was most likely not the Zodiac killer, but there was no DNA testing done. Right. And then he died later that year. Yeah. So he could still yeah. be a suspect. Yeah. There's a hair on you. Sorry. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. So last suspect, we have Lawrence Kane. There's really not a lot about him. Uh, he just had a lot, a, a lengthy criminal rap sheet dating back to the 40s. Um, Pam Huckabee, the sister of Darlene Farron, claims Kane followed Darlene in the months before her murder. Additionally, possible Zodiac victim Kathleen Johns identified Kane as her abductor. Huh. Um, but at the peak of Zodiac's activity, he was 45. He stood 5'9 and weighed approximately 160 pounds, which is different from the descriptions of him. Um yeah, he had massive brain damage from an auto accident in 1962. So he was allegedly diagnosed by a psychologist as losing the ability to control self-gratification. And then he was arrested um, in August of 1968. Sorry. Um, which was four months before the first San Francisco yeah. Bay Area <clears throat> murder. And then he died in 2010. Yeah, Dang, so pretty old. Pretty old dude, because yeah. he was born in 1924. So, yeah, lived a 80s, 86. Yep. Quick math. Quick math. Yeah. So that's all of the the suspects and everything. All right. So it was definitely Arthur Leal, and here's why. <laughs> okay. I don't think that there's enough on Rick Marshall or Kane. Um, they're just. I mean, we're looking at one website, but I feel like there would have been a lot more about him if there was more uh, investigation or more info from the police. So it's definitely between Arthur Lee Allen and Gajkowski. Mm-hmm. But di- so didn't Gajkowski move from Vallejo to Albany mm-hmm. and then stuff happened there? He never moved. Did he ever move back? Yeah, he did eventually. Was it after all the killings? Well, that was. Probably before. Yeah. That was a dumb question. <laughs> yeah. I answered it in my head. But I think, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I just, I don't know why he would have moved out there. And worked in the same building and as then, the yeah. girl's husband. I mean, but then notice that like, uh, expert, like experts for on serial killers say they attack, and- attack in like an area they know well. And mm-hmm. I don't know why you would go to a place you've never been to or never lived and Try to did he kill that kill anyone in Albany? Mm-hmm. Well, he wasn't ever arrested, or he didn't. Yeah. no one knows. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. It seems more concrete that it would be Arthur Lee Allen, and they have more. There's more information, more facts mm-hmm. that lead to me think that thinking that. I would agree with you there, um, but I think it's definitely between Gajkowski. I think Gajkowski is a. Pretty, uh, pretty close second. Yeah. There is some pretty... I mean, when I was doing the research for this, this is the the only... Well, not the only, but this is the most research I've done for an episode so far. Yeah. But, like... What are you doing? Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, like, 
I mean, I knew about this case. I've known about it for a while. It was probably like the first, one of the first ones that made me very interested in crime and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I had never really known as much as I know now. About the case? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I watched, I've seen Zodiac like three or four times. So stuff about Arthur Lee Allen is pretty imprinted into my yeah. brain. But um, yeah, like learning about all the stuff about Guy Kowski and how his voice was yeah. the one that the police dispatcher talked to and like recognized. Yeah. There's just, it's just weird. There is really, I feel like there's really damning evidence for both of them, for both Gajkowski and Alan. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I don't know. It's probably why it's still unsolved. And, and also, they're all dead. Yeah, they are all dead. <laughs> that is another reason. Not a whole lot can be done now with any of them. No. Yeah, I mean, I still think it's kind of strange that it's still an open case. I mean, they can't close it because they can't. Well, they can no, they can close it. And figure out who it was. They can close it yeah. if they just choose not to work on it anymore. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the zodiac's still out there, and they know it, and they're keeping. Well, it I don't know if the zodiac's still it. active. Please run on it. <clears throat> it was like forty years ago. Vallejo Police Department. Wait, 30, 30 years ago. Seventies. Forty years ago. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, I forgot how to do math for a second. Sorry. Yeah, it's 2020, not 2010. Yeah, I don't know. I don't either, man. Sticking with it. Yeah, me too. Really, Alan. Yep, I agree. Um, yeah. So let me know what you guys think. This was um, when I asked on my story, like, what your favorite crime is. <laughs> Arson. That's my favorite crime. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> what your favorite crime story is. The most <laughs> your favorite crime. <laughs> uh, the Zodiac Killer was the most the one that I got the most responses of. Cool. Yeah. Hope we did it justice. Yeah, I I hope we did. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well said. Thanks. I'm running out of words in it's my right. brain. Um, Guess it means it's time to end. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh yeah. Also, congratulations, Liam. You graduated from college. Yeah, Liam, and yeah, all other seniors. Time to be an adult. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, anything you want to say? Any advice? Don't get too sentimental. Stay in drugs, don't do school. All right. Stay in, oh, stay in school, don't do drugs. That Oh, that. <laughs> That's all I got. Okay. Um, recommendations, I guess. Um, OBX. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. That was a great show. The last three episodes really made it a fantastic show. The Watcher is a really good, bad Keanu Reeves movie. It's also with with James Bader, who plays Robert California in The Office. He's an FBI agent. Keanu Reeves is a serial killer. Fits fits the theme. Really good, bad movie, if you guys are in the mood for that. Delirium, I also watched that. It's with uh, Eric Foreman or Topher Grace. He's Eric Foreman in That 70s Show. He plays a... Very psychotic man, and also fitting. Also fitting, yeah. A lot of crime stuff, I guess. All right. Yep, those are my recommendations. Okay. Um. Oh, Thomas Middleditch and Ben Schwartz's comedy improv show. Very funny. Super funny. Very. They're yeah. Entertaining. Yeah, 
Definitely. I mean, you were on your phone for the last like 30 minutes of it. but No, just one little part. Got a little confusing. Probably because you were on your phone and you weren't paying attention. Okay, so before we get too heated, I'm going to stop this episode. (laughs) Um, Thank you for listening. And like always, stay golden, pony boy. Namaste. Is that? Yep. Okay, bye-bye.